0: Please don't run away to the bathroom. (coughs) Praise God. Today I will give you the key to victory. And I believe that you will not hear this kind of message very much in America. But again, I don't want to go around the bush. Just get to the point and get into our life and practice it. Thank you so much for Spending time with me and Pastor Dad this afternoon. I know that you can do other things. You can watch TV. You can go out, play golf and do other things or to go to other churches. There are so many good churches around here. And you choose to be here. So I and Pastor Dad I appreciate your time, your energy, your expenses to come here. We love you and we want to see, you know, my whole heart. I just want to see you grow up strong, fruitful, blessed, prosperous. That's all I want to see. I want you to, to see you go the right course, get to your destiny. If you can do that, my dream comes true. Amen? Amen? That's all I want. I don't want anything else. I want to see you strong and blessed by the Lord. Amen. Amen. I will read a couple of scripture and give you some foundation of this teaching. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. 2 Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing, this scripture is written to the believer, not to the unbeliever, to the Christians, not willing that any should perish, perish, get into trouble, death, corruption, curses but that all should come to repentance. I believe that you are wise enough to avoid perishing. Perishing is not fun. Perishing, being perished by disease, sickness, cancer, poverty, broken homes, broken relationship, weakness, failure, all kinds of problems that we don't want to face. We want to have victory. We want to come out from perishing or destruction. And the key to come out from destruction is repentance. We need to turn away from our sin, our wicked ways. Sometimes I notice Christians blame God. They blame the pastor. They blame the church. Oh, my life is in trouble. I blame the church. I blame Plaster. pastor. I blame God. But they forget. It's our own responsibility to examine ourselves and to repent of our wrongdoing and our wrong attitude first before God can help us. The way out from destruction is repentance. And not only Peter said that. Even Jesus himself said in Luke. Chapter 13 verse 3. I tell you. No. But unless you repent. Unless you repent. You will all likewise. Perish. This is from the mouth. Of the master. The Lord Jesus was talking to the believer. In that generation. Unless you Repent. You will also perish. Have you ever seen Christians perish? Yes. I've seen many Christian homes broken down. People get into trouble. Family, even pastors get into trouble. Many pastors cheat money, commit adultery, do a lot of kind all kinds of problems. And the church broke down. The family broke. Everything go downhill. Get cancer, get problem and sick and die sooner because they don't want to repent. So the key to victory is repentance. Amen? Amen. Now, I want to read one scripture. The Bible talks about salvation. You know, in our life on earth here, I like what the servant of God in the book of Deuteronomy say, today choose you choose life or choose death. You choose sickness or health. You choose cursing or blessing. You choose holiness or you choose sin. You choose heaven or hell. You choose God or Satan. You choose to have bad attitude or good attitude. In this world there are two camps. The camps of darkness, the devil, Satan. Evil spirit, hell, depression, cursing, sin, destruction, purge, robbing, all kinds of problems on that side. You just saw what happened in Paris lately. People choose to kill and people die. But on the opposite, we can choose God, we can choose heaven, we can choose joy, love build up people. We can choose the blessing of Abraham. We can choose the victory. We can choose the grace and the favor of God. You all choose. I cannot choose for you. You sit here today right now and you make a choice yourself. I am smart enough to choose the right thing. I'm not a dumb man. I choose God. I choose heaven. I choose righteousness, I choose the blessing, I choose life, I choose the things of God, not the opposite way. So today we're going to talk about choosing, how we're going to choose. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, for by grace, we're going to talk about a few words here today, grace, we're going to talk about faith, we're going to talk about work, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. Okay, for by grace you have been saved through faith. That not of yourself, save from what? Save from perishing, save from divorce, save from sickness, save from being broke, save from being poor, save from being sick and weak, and depressed, and all kinds of problems, and including hell. Save not of yourself. It is the gift of God. So we are saved from defeat and perishing by the grace of God. What is the grace of God? The grace of God is that Jesus came, shed his blood and died for us. And he paid for our mistake. He paid for our sin. Paid for our curses. Even though we did not deserve at all. And not only that, He's so good to us. After we get saved, He sent the Spirit of grace, the Holy Spirit, to live on the inside of us, to give us power and energy and strength to be able to overcome all kinds of problems in life. And that is the grace of God. I want to be clear to you, the grace of God is not a ticket to go to heaven, that you can do whatever you want and you go to heaven anyway. Okay? Grace is the presence of the Holy Spirit. Grace is the presence of Jesus 2,000 years ago. So, grace is God's responsibility. But we are not just saved by grace, but through faith. Grace is job responsibility. He sent His Son Jesus. He sent the Holy Spirit to be in us. But we are not just saved by grace. If we are saved by grace only, If we come out from perishing only by grace, we can do whatever we want. Then blasphemer, the Satan worshiper, the people out there on the street that lie and kill and curse God and hate God and hate the church will go to heaven as well. Because the grace of God extends to everybody. But it's not true. We are saved not only by grace, but through faith. Faith. We need to have faith. The Bible says so many times that just shall live by faith, not live by grace. What does it mean, faith? We have faith that God is almighty. He died for us. He asks us to repent of our sin. He asks us to change and turn around and get rid of the things of the world. If you really have faith, true faith will follow by action. The Bible says, faith without deeds is dead. In other words, Jesus said one time in the book of Matthew chapter 7, many, many will call me Lord, Lord, but I never see them in heaven. They just claim to be a Christian, but they never go to heaven. And they still get into trouble on earth because their faith is not real. True faith will follow by action. Will follow by repentance, change and obey the Lord. Even Jesus said, if you love me, you obey my words. The action of faith is obedient. Actually, the Greek language, when the Bible used the word faith in the Hebrew mindset, the Jewish mindset, faith is action, not just decorating your brain with some idea and oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. That is what we call mental assent, just agree in your mind. Real faith, take action. Amen. Faith is our responsibility, grace is God's responsibility. So, what do we do? In order to be safe from perishing. Faith and repent. We need to change. We need to change the action. Change the way we live. We need to take action of repentance. Okay? If you want to have victory on earth, one of the key to victory is recorded in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. It's the same word. For whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory. What is the victory? How many people like victory? I like victory. How many people like to be defeated? How many people want to be a victor? How many people want to be a victim? Everyone, what? Victory, is that right? This is the victory that has overcome the world. The world means the problem is in this world. Not the globe here, the planet. But the problem in this world. Our Faith. Faith makes us have victory. We believe in God. We believe in what Jesus did for us. We believe in the promise of God. We take action of faith. We take action of obedience. And then we will have victory. All the time. Always have victory. I know this message will be very heavy. But I believe if you get it and you put it to practice... From now on, your life will go up higher and higher like an eagle that mouth the wing. And you can soar in the wind of the Holy Spirit. And you're going to be high above all the problems on this earth. And you shall always have victory like an eagle. Amen? We are not a chicken, we are an eagle. The chicken is in the chicken coop and, <laughs> and run around when the, the problem comes. When the problem hit the ch- chicken coop, the chicken. <laughs> Run around. But we are not the chicken. We are the eagle. We fly above the problem. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Because we are the people of faith. Amen. Amen. Now, that is introduction. Now I'm going to come. <laughs> I just give you introduction. So that you understand the purpose of this message. The purpose of this message is to give you the key to come out from perishing. To come out from destruction. Okay. There is one principle in the Bible. We reap what we sow. No matter how long you become a Christian, no matter how high position in the church you are, no matter how much Bible you know, and you have been anointed, how much anointing you have, one principle in the Bible, you reap what you sow. You sow unrighteousness. You sow wickedness, you're going to reap wickedness. If you sow holiness, you sow righteousness, you reap righteousness and holiness. You're going to reap what you sow. So now we're going to read many, many scripture written by the Apostle Paul to give us the key to victory. And at the end, we can conclude in only one phrase. Okay? But I'm going to read to you. Romans chapter 8, verses 1 to 4. The Bible says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And some preachers stopped there and never continue the second sentence. Just stop there. Oh, there's no condemnation. I can cheat. I can commit adultery. I can kill people. Many years ago, a teaching from another country went into Thailand. And many Thai Christians received this teaching that, oh, now we are saved by grace. We can kill people. We can commit adultery. We can sleep with any woman. That's okay. We're going to go to heaven anyway because we are saved by grace. But they don't say through faith. And they just stopped that we are not condemned when we sin because we are in Christ Jesus. But they did not read the second sentence. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Verse 4. That the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the to the spirit. Everyone say, according to the flesh. According to the, flesh. According, to the according to the spirit. Okay, before I move on, let me explain to you a few truths here. Some basic truth. The truth is, every human on earth is sinner, including me. Every human on earth has sinful nature on the inside. Selfishness, pride, arrogance. I know too much. I don't depend on you. I, I can run my own life. Pride and all kind of selfishness and, and quarrel and division and hatred. All jealousy. All kind of the flesh. We all, the Bible used the word the flesh to represent the sinful nature of Adam and Eve in us. We all have the flesh. And you still live in the flesh. Even though you're born again, even though you're born again you still live in the same flesh. I have the same flesh. Okay, so we have the sinful nature. The second word I want to explain to you, God is holy. God never sinned. So in the Old Testament, God deal with his people because they were sinners and we are sinners too. God I a mean, sinner by nature. I'm not a sinner right now. I'm the righteous man in Christ Jesus by the blood of Jesus. The first generation, Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel, they all sinned against God. So God give them the law through Moses. This is the law. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All the law in the old testament. The law is to tell them this is right, this is wrong. Choose right or wrong. If you choose to obey, you will get the blessing to the thousand generation. But if you disobey and you rebel against God, you're going to get the curse through the third and fourth generation. You see, you choose. You choose to obey or you choose not to obey. So everyone said the law. Everyone said the flesh. What happened in the Old Testament time? Because they were human beings. They did not have the Holy Spirit in them at that generation. We are Christian, we have the Holy Spirit. Because they did not have the Holy Spirit, they could not obey the law anyway. They broke the law all the time in the Old Testament, and we still break the law too. I mean, not only them. So, what happened? God asked them to sacrifice animal once a year at least. Shed the blood of the animal. That blood represents the blood of Jesus. They did it once a year on the altar. That blood Covered their sin that they committed the whole year. One time. I mean, one year. Next year, they have to do it again. Next year, you have to do it again to cover their sin with the blood of the animal. Nowadays, Jesus died on the cross. Those animals that die represent Jesus today. Jesus is the Lamb of God died on the cross. His blood not only covered, but washed our sin away. Once and for all, we don't have to kill Jesus again and again. At that generation, they have to kill Jesus, uh, they have to kill animals again and again. So that's why the Bible says, when we believe in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. Why the Bible talk about condemnation here? Let me explain to you. Okay. I gave you an introduction a while ago that our faith gives us victory. But Faith is about relationship with God. Listen carefully. I know this is a deep teaching. But sometimes you need to eat some steak, not just some order, Okay, I'm teaching you steak today. Faith is relationship with God. Our faith will be broken when our relationship with God is broken. And our relationship with God is broken when we sin against God. We do what we know that we should not do. We don't do what we know we should do. When we sin purposefully and voluntarily that we know we should not do, then who condemn us? Our heart condemn us. Not God, not people. Our heart will condemn us. That's what the Bible says in the book of John. When the heart condemns us, our faith in God is shaken then our prayer will not get answered. Because our heart, our relationship with God, in the heart here, starts to get off now. That's why when you live a righteous life, your prayer get answered. Pastor Dan and I, when we pray, God answer us all the time. Because we t- make sure we don't sin against God. We make sure our heart doesn't condemn us. We have the right relationship with God all the time. How can we be free from condemnation? So that we can keep our faith strong and our relationship is strong. And so that we can come out from destruction and perishing and all kinds of problems. How can we do that? Two things that keep us to have strong faith and no condemnation. Number one, by believing in the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ on the cross. Watch our sin away. What kind of sin? What kind of sin that wash away? The sin that we practice and we don't know. I remember when I was a new believer, first year, I did not even know that I need to tithe in the church, keep 10% of my income. I just go to church. I just pay one baht here, one baht there, five baht. I did not give any money to the church that much because I believe the um, Baptist missionary gets salary from... America, so why I have to pay him? Until one year later, at that time I sinned against God without paying tithe. But I did it ignorantly. I have no idea. No one taught me. During that period, the blood of Jesus washed my sin. Because my heart is right, but because I was ignorant. I did not know. The blood of Jesus will wash your sin. The sin that you don't know and you're doing every day. I'm still sinning. You're still sinning every day. That's why we need to depend on the blood of Jesus. That's why the Bible says there is no, now, no condemnation to those who are in Christ. The blood of Jesus, watch our sin, no condemnation. But the second one, how to get out from condemnation. We need to live in the light we know. We need to live according to our conviction. We need to live our life according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. The conviction comes from the Holy Spirit. Amen? I give you an example. When I first got saved, I got saved with Pastor Da one Saturday evening at Soi Ekamai, Bangkok, Thailand. When I got saved that Saturday night, Sunday morning I woke up. I never read the Bible. I never understand anything. I heard the voice in my heart, go to church from now on. Anyone taught me about going to church? No. I did not know the law that I should go to church every Sunday. I should commit my life to the church. I woke up. Pastor Da woke up. I turned to my, at that time we were newly wed. We just got married. I turned to her and said, honey, let's go to church. She said, where? I don't know. Let's go to church. we are going to go to church. So we pick up the church in Soy Ekamai. 10, saw Ekamai 10. And we went there, and we never missed church since that day. Who told me to go to church? The Holy Spirit. I did not know the Bible, but the Holy Spirit guided me. That's why the Bible says, Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. I will explain to you more in detail later on, okay? After we get saved, I was a brand new believer. I was a kind of goofy man. I was a prideful man. I was not mature. I was very young believer, baby Christian. I did not know a lot in the Bible. It's so new in the kingdom. I was from Buddhism, so I have no idea what the Bible says. One day, Pastor Da had a big fight at home in Chantaburi. We have a house for the doctor. We live in that house. It's about... One minute walking to the hospital, next door to the hospital. We work for the government. We had a big fight. I was so mad at her. I walk out of my house. I slammed the door. I walk into the hospital. I say I'm going to go find the office of the doctor. Sit there that night. I'm not going to come home. I was mad at her. While I was walking up to the hospital, I was a brand new believer. I heard the voice. Repent. Go back. Ask your wife to forgive you say sorry to her I stop I almost put my foot on the first step of the stair go up to the hospital and then I stop okay I turn around went back home and say sorry to my wife who told me to forgive and to reconcile the holy spirit did i know the bible that i need to forgive no I was a brand new believer, less than one year old, Christian. I have no idea that I need to forgive my wife because I was still living in the flesh. I was still a carnal believer. I did not have even the infilling of the Holy Spirit, or baptism of the Holy Spirit yet. But the Holy Spirit told me, I decide to obey the Holy Spirit. Then I don't have condemnation in me. I don't feel condemned because I obey the Holy Spirit. Let me read one more time from verses 2 to 4 by Apostle Paul. Romans chapter 8, verses 2 to 4. I know some of you may feel uncomfortable right now to listen to this sermon because your flesh is strong. You may feel that, are you attacking me? No, I'm not attacking you. I'm trying to help you and save you. For the law of the spirit of life. Everyone say life. life. In Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Okay. Before I go on, let me say this. This is the fact, the truth. If you follow God, you follow the Holy Spirit, you shall have life. If you yield to your flesh, you yield to the devil, you yield to temptation, and you sin against God, you shall face death. No exception. God is not a respecter to anybody. God is not a prejudice God. Even Pastor Lau, who served God for 30 years, if I decide today to cheat my wife, cheat money, and go out to do bad stuff, I'm going to face death. When I say death, it may not mean I go to hell because I believe in God. I still believe in Jesus. But I will face bad problem with family. My kids going to go downhill. My grandchildren. Because whenever you sin, you invite demons to come into your life. You invite cursors. Corruption going to come. Death going to come. i going to go downhill and the whole family going to break down. I love my wife so much. I love my kids and grandkids and I love the members in my church. I decided to be a pastor and a husband and a dad who will never play with sin. I'm going to repent. I will not walk in the flesh because I want to save my members. I want to save my wife and save my kids because I know if I get into sin, people around me are going to get into trouble as well. You remember in the Old Testament, any time a king of Israel or king of Judah started to backslide, the whole household, the whole kingdom got into trouble. They got into slavery and the enemy came and attacked the city and defeat and defeat and curses and sickness because the head of the country committed sin. The same thing, I'm the head of my household. If you're the husband, if you are the mom, You need to be careful what you do. Amen? Because sin will lead to death. Death doesn't mean you stop breathing and heart stop beating or go to hell. But death in your health, death in your finances, death in your emotion, death in your relationship, death in anything in your life, it will bring death to you. Amen? But if you obey the Holy Spirit, it will bring life. How many people choose life? Raise your hand up. How many people choose dead? Raise your hand up. No one. As you heard the testimony, I lay hand on thousands of people in Thailand. The reason I lay hand on all of them, because of two reasons. Number one, I'm not a preacher that will treat only rich people well, people who give a lot of money, I lay hand. People who don't give money, I will not lay hand. I try to treat everyone the same way. Number two, because I believe that the Holy Spirit will bring life to people. When I impart the Holy Spirit, He will bring life to your mortal body. Because I love members, I want to bring life to people. If I don't lay hand, I steal blessing from them, I cheat them. And sometimes I heard some pastor or some church criticize me. This guy is crazy. He lay hand. Some people run out of the room. This guy is crazy. Lay hand and bring the Holy Spirit. And I was thinking in my heart. Are you crazy? You say you believe in God, but you don't want God. Who is the Holy Spirit? God. And when God is moving, you run away. And you say, I don't want this. I don't want the Holy Spirit. Are you educated that the Holy Spirit is God? Do you want life? Or do you want to stay in death? I want life. I got to run to Holy Spirit. Amen. Especially the pastor, the minister, who you know that live a holy life and I'm not goofy and cheat money from people. I'm here. I'm real. I'm here real. I'm not here to play game. I teach you the truth. You don't like it too bad. But I tell you the truth up front. Like a doctor tell you the truth. You don't like it too bad. Amen. Because if they don't tell you the truth, you're going to be lied to and you're going to get in trouble. I rather tell you the truth and the truth will set you free. Amen. So the law of the spirit is life and the law of sin is death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak to the flesh. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. On account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, in the flesh of Jesus. So that's why because we are weak, we cannot obey all the law or the principle of God. Jesus have to come and die for us to help us in our weaknesses, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. From today on, after you listen to this sermon, I have two faith, two kinds of prayer to God, to all of you in this room, and those who listen to this teaching in the YouTube. Number one, after you listen to this sermon, You will become a Christian who can differentiate or recognize the work of the flesh and the work of the spirit. If you cannot differentiate, you're going to get into trouble. It's like I need to differentiate between the normal brain and the cancer tissue. Because if I cannot differentiate the cancer tissue in the brain, I will cut the normal brain out. So I have to be able to tell the cancer and the normal brain. When I open the back and I need to remove the disc or the whatever that pinched the nerve, I need to differentiate between the normal nerve and the abnormal problem that pinching the nerve. The same thing as believer, you need to know what is sin, what is the flesh, and what is the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. So that you can choose to walk according to the flesh or according to the spirit. If you want to live condemnation free, you want to live in faith and have victory. And no perishing, no destruction. You need to differentiate between the flesh and the work of the Spirit. What is the name of the Spirit of God? Holy Spirit. So He is holy. Anything that brings you to not holy is not the Spirit of God. If you start to hurt the voice, break that church up. Kill them. Steal from them. Hate them. Give them trouble. If they cry more, I'm happy. If they suffer, I'm happy. That is not the Holy Spirit. That is your flesh. If you hurt or, or evil spirit. And if you heard the voice, love them. Build them up. Give to them. Help them. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. You need to differentiate the voices between the voice of the flesh and the voice of the Holy Spirit. Why I teach this lesson? Because right now throughout the world, this is a popular teaching in the YouTube. When I click this teaching on the YouTube, 100,000 of people love to listen. This kind of sermon, people don't like it. Because it hit the flesh too much. Because I get to the point and they don't like to hear. But the the other kind of teaching say like this. Because you are not under the law anymore. Because you are under grace. And they don't talk about repentance. Therefore, you can sin whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. God loves you. God has the ticket to go to heaven for you. You can live in sin and you can do anything you want. Yeah, they may not go to hell, but they are bringing death to their family, to their health, to their money, to their family. That teaching is from hell. Because look at what Paul said about the grace of God and about we are saved by grace. Romans chapter 6 verses 1 to 2. This is from the word of the Apostle Paul. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? There is a gospel message called the gospel of grace in the world right now. That book says you can sin, you don't need to repent anymore. You don't need to confess your sin. Certainly not. How shall we who die to sin live any longer in it? What the Apostle Paul says, even though we receive the grace of God, we should not use the grace as a ticket to sin. We should not sin. We should stop sinning. Romans chapter 6 verses 11 to 12. Likewise, you also reckon yourself to be dead. Indeed, to sin. But alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body. That you should obey in its lust. Wow. Paul was very straightforward. I like Paul actually. Because he's like me. Straightforward. Hey, don't sin. Even though you are under grace, it doesn't mean you can use the grace to sin against God. Amen? Amen. Romans chapter 6 verses 13 to 16 continue to say, And do not present your members, mean your nose, your mouth, your hand, your physical organs, as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourself to God as being alive from the dead. And you members as instrument of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. I'm going to explain to you about this. You are not under the law, but under grace. What then shall we sin because we are under the law, but under grace? Certainly not. Do you not know that to whom you present yourself slave to obey, you are that one slave? Whom you obey, whether sin of that leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness. If you obey sin and your flesh, you lead yourself to death. Don't blame God. It's your own decision every day. Amen. Now, Paul say, you are not under the law, but under grace. What does it mean? In the Old Testament, people did not have Holy Spirit. They have the law of Moses. Is the law good? Is the law good? Don't kill, don't cheat. Don't gossip. The law is good. Who wrote the law? God, the Holy Spirit, inspired Moses to write the law. Actually, I read one scripture to you. John chapter 6 verse 63. "It is the spirit who gives life the flesh." profit nothing. Your flesh profit nothing. Your sin. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So the Holy Spirit inspired Jesus to say something, Inspire the servant of God to write a Bible. So the word in here is life. But it's the law. But why God say you are not under the law, you are under grace? Let me explain to you. Why? Because God showed me this many reasons. Number one, The reason God doesn't put us under the law like in the Old Testament anymore. Because number one, we cannot do the law anyway by our own strength. We cannot love people by our own strength. Period. We cannot obey the law by ourselves. Two, we don't know all the law anyway. Even to me as a pastor and preacher for 30 years, I don't know all the law. I still study the Bible every day. I'm still learning, learning more law of God myself. We don't know all the law. Three, If we obey the law to prove to God that we are so great, then we become prideful. And then we will come to God, you look at me, how great I am. Then you will become prideful. For the church will become legalistic. The church will be full of people who don't wear pants as a woman. Don't wear makeup. Don't put hairstyle. You have to walk in, sit this way, sing this way. Everything is law and legalistic that is not healthy. Five, you cannot follow the law by yourself. Therefore, you must be under grace. What is grace? The presence of the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit in you, the grace of God, to be able to obey the law. I like the, this kind of picture because I'm a surgeon. You know, when you have a glove, a glove sits on the table. The glove Cannot do much until the hand of the surgeon put into the gloves. I use number eight glove, even though my hand is small, because I like big glove. The nurse come, number eight, and after my hands are in the gloves, the glove can move. You see the picture? We are like the glove. We cannot love people by our own strength. We cannot just go to church by our own energy. Who is moving us on the inside to be able to obey the law and do the law and do all the good things? The hand of God. Actually, the hand of God in the Bible represents the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit come in and make me wake up this morning, 7.30, get excited about coming to revival service today. Amen? The hand of God moves in me to love people, to have a desire to go to Thailand, to preach without getting any money to bless people, to lay hands on people and have, happy to serve people because the hand of God is moving in me. I'm not under the law. I don't go to Thailand because I have to. I don't preach the word and put it in the YouTube to bless people in the whole world because I have to. I do it because the hand of God, the grace of God is moving on the inside of me. I enjoy doing it. I have fun doing it. It's good. It's fun. We are not under the law. We are under the grace. Yeah, yeah. Amen? Yeah, yeah. But still, I and you have the choice. You and I both, no exception, we make choice every day. Are we going to follow the flesh? This morning you wake up. Oh, if I sleep another hour. Going to be nice not to go to church. Oh, maybe I missed the camp this year. I have excuses, $169. A little bit too expensive, even though I can drink latte. $15 10 times is equal to $169. with tax. That you use all the excuses not to go to camp because your flesh say latte is more important than the church camp. You every day, you make choice. You're going to let the flesh lead you or you're going to let the Holy Spirit lead you. God gives you freedom of choice. For me, I make a decision once for all many years ago. I'm not led by man. I'm not led by people, by man's opinion, public opinion, by pressure, by fear, by need of people. People can come to me and cry to me and say, I need $100 right now from you. I'm not going to be led by that need. I'm going to listen to the Holy Spirit because that person may get $100 and go out and gambling in Las Vegas. And my money will be gone with them. Why I give them $100 to to go out and gambling? I'm not going to give. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be led by your cry and manipulation. I'm going to be led by the Spirit of God. I'm not going to be led by evil spirit. I'm not going to be led by my flesh and my sin. I will be led by only the Holy Spirit. Then I can avoid calamity, tragedy, sickness, loss, perishing, destruction, and death. If you are led by the Spirit of God. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. After we get saved in this generation, the church age. The Lord Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit to dwell on the inside of us. Millions of questions that you have in your life, the answer comes from the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the Holy Spirit who lives in you 24-7. You don't need Pastor aloud to be around you. You can hook up to the Holy Spirit and He tells you what to do. He is the answer to your life all the time. But the Holy Spirit will not lead you to sin against God. He will teach you the truth. He will guide you in all truth, not lies, not deception. He will take what is God to you and remind you and he even tell you the future. I remember one time I got a phone call from the hospital about a lady who got polarized from the chest down. And I asked the emergency room, doctor, what happened? He said that this woman came in okay and then became polarized in two hours and the MRI and CAT scan showed this. Suddenly I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit, don't take this patient, send to the university. I said, wow, but if I operate, I can get maybe $3,000. How many people want $3,000? Oh, Good money. But the Lord told me, no, send her away. Don't touch this lady. Two years later, I got a letter from a lawyer. She sued everyone except me because I don't get involved. She sued the hospital. She sued the doc, ER doctor. Everyone, I'm, I'm saved from perishing because I listen to the Holy Spirit. I am not moved by money. I'm moved by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. We have choice to make every single day. We're going to choose the flesh Choose the Holy Spirit. Let me read a few scriptures to show you that in another book of the Bible, Paul says the same thing. Galatians 5, 13 to 16. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as opportunity for the flesh. In other words, you are saved from sin. You are not saved to sin, to commit sin. You are saved to do good. To be free from sin, to love people, to serve one another. Okay, But true love, serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. My brother and sister, as a pastor, I ne- will never want to steal any sheep from any pastor. I will not do anything to destroy any church. Because that is not love. I want every church to prosper. If I destroy other church, I am not a good brother. I'm not walking in love. Amen? When I see the church grow, other church members go there, I'm happy. They don't need to come to this church. I'm happy that they are prosperous. God will send people to me anyway. I don't worry about it. I don't worry about stealing anybody's church, a member church. Amen? So, we shall love your neighbor as yourself, but if you bite, you gossip, you talk bad about people behind. They devour one another. Beware, lest you be consumed by one another. So if we choose the flesh to bite, to talk bad about each other, gossip, cause other people to lose reputation, be careful, you're going to reap what you sow. You sow in the flesh, you're going to reap in the flesh. You're going to reap death and destruction. And then Paul made a conclusion. I say then... Walk in the Spirit. You shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So Paul, from the book of Romans, chapter 6, 7, 8. From the book of Galatians, chapter 5, we make a conclusion that there are ongoing battles and warring in our life all the time. The lust of the flesh and the work of the Holy Spirit. And you make choice every day. Are you going to follow the Holy Spirit? Are you going to walk after the Holy Spirit? Or are you going to walk after your flesh? You choose. How many people love yourself? How many people love yourself? You don't, if you don't love yourself, how can you love other people? You need to love yourself. If you love yourself, I believe you will not walk after the flesh. Because if you do that, you are destroying yourself. Does Pastor Lau have temptation? Yes. Jesus faced temptation too. You are right. We all face temptation. We all face the pulling pulling of the flesh inside us all the time. But we can say, no. I'm not going to yield to the flesh. Now. I'm going to submit to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Galatians 5.17. I'm almost done. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, fighting against the Spirit. And the Spirit, this is a capital S, Holy Spirit. And the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So the work of the flesh go one way, the work of the Holy Spirit go another way. So that you do not do things that you wish. You know what is right to do, but you don't do it because the flesh leads you. And that's what Paul said in Romans chapter 7. He said that, I want to do good and I cannot do it because sin is in me. Sin forced me to do wrong things. Galatians 5, 18 to 21. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. If you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law anymore. You practice the law because you have to do it but because you love Jesus and you care about Him. I want to say one thing about we are not under the law, we are under grace. Why? Let me share with you. The reason Pastor Lau and Pastor Da love God so much, we served for 30 years, we're still running the race. I want to tell you the truth. The motive behind me all these years is that I appreciate Jesus so much. I was a sinner. I was a wretched man live in sin. I was going downhill. I was a prideful man Bad man. You did not know me before. If you knew me before, you passed the dark and witness. I have a lot of problems. But one day, I met Jesus. I learned that he died for me. I learned that he shed his blood for me. This wretched man. After I met him, he poured his goodness on me. He healed me. He healed my wife. He healed my daughter. He gave me a good job in University of Washington. He gave me a good job in Bellevue. He anointed me. He gave me the gift of teaching. He has done so many good things to me. And I want to respond to his goodness and his love. Therefore, I love him back. I love him. I love Jesus so much. And I fear him. I don't want him to be upset with me. When you feel God and love God, you have the strength to choose the Holy Spirit and say no to the flesh. Brothers and sisters, the decree: you love God and you appreciate God, I like the story of the woman who poured the perfume, the expensive alabaster perfume on the head of Jesus. All the disciples got mad at her. She's willing to give that one-year wage worth of perfume to Jesus. Because in her heart, she appreciates Him so much. When you love God so much, you say no to the flesh. Because you know that when you yield to the flesh, it would cause destruction to you and your family and cause destruction to the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen? I don't want to do anything to make Jesus' name bad in my hospital. I don't want to make Jesus' name bad among Thai society. I want to be a godly man. To let the Buddhist people in Thailand know that people who believe in Jesus is good. We are not sinning. We are not cheating. We are not corrupting. We are good husbands. We have good kids. People in Thailand need to know my God. And who represent God? You and me. If the Christian fight, quarrel, gossip, Have problem. How can the world will come to know Jesus? They will check their head. Oh, even Christians fight each other. They don't love each other. Because they walk in the flesh. So if you want God to get glory, love him and die to your flesh. Because the flesh, the work of sin will destroy your society, will destroy Thailand, destroy the uh, community of the Filipino. All the community will be destroyed by death. And we see that right now in our own country. Everywhere because of sin. Everywhere. Sickness and disease and all kinds of problems because of sin in that nation. Amen? Amen. I know I preached a very strong message today. But I think it's right on. Walking after the Holy Spirit. Let me read the last scripture here. Galatians 5, 18 to 21. Paul just went directly to the truth. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry. Idolatry is a big one in America. People love money, comfort life, nice home, big yard, nice car more than God. That is idolatry. You love other things more than God. Sorcery. That's a big sin in Thailand. People practice sorcery. Fortune telling and all kind of, you know, uh, voodoo thing. Go to the by the power of evil spirit. Hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions. I want to be great in the church. I want my pastor to promote me. All ambitions, selfish ambitions, deceptions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, reveries, and the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So in other words, Paul tried to say, if you're really true reborn again Christian, you're not going to get involved with this. You're not going to yield to the flesh. In conclusion today, if you want to have victory, you want to have a way out from perishing, Or you want to get out way back from perishing. Your life may be in terrible shape right now. You want to get out. What do you do? Repent. How do you repent? You decide every day, I will not walk after my flesh. I will say no to my flesh. And I will walk with the Holy Spirit. What the Holy Spirit say, I will obey. Now come to the practical point. That is a conclusion. Okay, practical point. The church that you choose to be in is so important because the community you are in will influence you. If your pastors and your leaders and the church members are fleshly, very carnal, walk in the flesh, want money, want reputation, try to please the flesh, you're going to be the same way because you will be like your friend. The Bible says, like priests, like the people. Which means if Pastor Lau, your la- leader walk in the flesh, you're going to walk in the flesh because you follow your leaders. That's why I decide to be the leader. I don't care about number in the church. One day God speak to me. I say to God, why don't, don't you bless me to have a make a church like American church? Why my church is only 400 people? Make a bigger church. And God told me, what do you choose? Be famous, be big, or you're going to live a holy life and make sure all of your members are safe. Which one? Are you called to be a big church builder or are you called to be a father? I say, I'm called to be a father. So I want to protect my kids. My members will be protected by the lifestyle, by the holy life of the pastor or the father. So I decide to choose the Holy Spirit and not the flesh, for the safetiness of my members. That's why you need to go to church. You get inspired to walk in the Spirit. Another practical point. Why do we lay hand? Why we love to see Holy Spirit touch you, and you cry, you laugh, you fall down. Because this is a laboratory. The reason we love to lay hand and let the Holy Spirit touch people because this is the time you learn how to tap into the Holy Spirit. Learn how to hook up and surrender to the Holy Spirit. If you cannot surrender to the Holy Spirit in this room right now, you come out and... Holy Spirit, who are you? Pastor Lau, you lay hand on me. Ha! You think when you quarrel with your wife at home, your wife yells at you and Holy Spirit say, Come down, love her, hug her. You think you're going to yield to Him? No way. Because you are in the flesh, you never yield to the Holy Spirit. This is the way to practice yielding to the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit makes you cry, you're afraid that your uh, mascara is going to come out, your false eyebrow is going to fall off, your hairstyle is going to go away. You worry about your flesh how you look, then how are you going to yield to the Holy Spirit? When God say, say sorry to your boss, you're going to say, no way. Is that right? Right, right now, let your hair go out. That's okay. You can make it again. It's not expensive. You can put the mascara back again. Amen? So, this is the way to practice dying to the flesh. Some minister criticize our church. Oh, this church people scream, people cry, people laugh. So chaotic, so much problem. But they forget. If I choose to be a pastor of two churches, and one church people walk in like this. I know the Bible. I'm expert in the Bible. I finished the Bible school. And I, I'm a pastor of another church where the remember God touched me. Oh, ha-la-la-la. <laughs> Cry. It's easy, like kids, like children. God say, the kingdom of God is for children. Pride, dignity, all these are the flesh. But humility... Surrender, yielding to the Holy Spirit is against the flesh. So this type of church, people who want to walk in the flesh cannot stand. Let's become simple Christian. Repent easily. Amen. And let God bless you. Let God take you out from perishing, from destruction. Choose life. The Spirit gives life. Amen. Amen. Hungry for the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'd rather have 50 members who go to heaven for sure and give glory to God than to have a 3,000 members who are full of the flesh and live and cheat and commit adultery and fighting in the church. I don't want that. I want the real bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. The church that's 100% with God. Amen. Hallelujah. Homework today from now on. Homework. Recognize the work of the flesh and the work of the Holy Spirit. Once you know the work of the flesh starts to rise up, push it down. I die. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to quarrel. I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to gossip. I'm not going to cause dissension. I'm not going to commit adultery and cheat and corrupt anything. I'm not going to do anything to destroy anybody. I'm going to live a holy life. Then when the Holy Spirit leads you, you walk according to the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. And the third reason I like to lay hand. One Indian head came to the preacher. This is the preacher in Indian reservation. This preacher is an evangelist. He lay hand on people. Lay hand on people. People fall under the power. And this Indian head walking. Preacher, I need a big Holy Ghost. A big Holy Ghost, not a little one. <laughs> he is a head. He needs a big Holy Ghost. <laughs> what I try to say is this. The more, the thicker Holy Spirit inside you. You know, you come to church, there are measure of the Holy Spirit. I am in the Holy Spirit for almost 17 years now. I know that today the Holy Spirit is stronger in me than 17 years ago. I can control my flesh easily now. In the past, I still struggle. So the bigger Holy Spirit in me, the more the pastor pour the oil in, more Holy Spirit. You may leak during the three months, I don't come back here. The more you get poor in, maybe you leak five. I come back, give you 100. You leak another five, You at least you contain 95. So if you have more Holy Spirit, the chance you're going to overcome the flesh is stronger because you get stronger in the Spirit. Then you become a person who can walk in the Spirit easier than before. Each year, you grow up stronger and stronger, and then you're going to bless more and more because you walk according to the Spirit almost 24-7. And that is the goal of the Lord Jesus Christ for you, that you're going to walk under the Spirit 24-7 like him. All the time. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If there is anyone in this room don't know Jesus, I'd like to invite you to come into the kingdom of God. God is real. Believe me, I was not a believer before. I was even a, a man who cursed God when I was a young man. I was so prideful. I was not a believer. But after I accept Jesus Christ, I know He is real. And I want you to receive Jesus into your heart. If you have backslid from God, you don't follow God, you don't go to church, you don't read the Bible anymore, I want to ask you to come back home to follow Jesus. Amen? Pray with me. If you are those people who want to receive Jesus and come back to the Lord today. Father in heaven, I repent of my sin. I come back home today. You created me. I did not come from monkey. I was created in the image of God. God, you are my father. You are my creator. Jesus is my savior. He died on the cross. To pay for my sin. Lord Jesus. Come into my life. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Right now. From today on. Give me power. To walk. With the Holy Spirit. And to deny. The work of the flesh. I want the blessing. I don't want the cursing. I want God, I, want God. I, don't want I don't want Satan. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Remind, remind, me remind me every day to walk, to walk according to the, to, the to the Spirit of God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Before I lay hand on to impart the fire, if there is anyone in this room who are believers but never been filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues? I'd like to pray for you first. You You are those people, come to the front here. Sit in the front and I will pray for you. I will explain to you for a couple minutes before I pray for you. We trust that this message is ministered to you.